about the things people love to hate and hate to love and we're your hosts shelby and matt still in january this is somehow the longest month ever it really has been supremely long i i'm not a fan of january i think february gets a bad rap but january is just like the worst i haven't hated it weirdly it has not snowed at all here this year i was reading this whole article about it um like it hasn't snowed it's we are getting up to i think like next if it doesn't snow in the next week which i don't think it's supposed to we will have gone like the record number of days in between snow and new york city um and and we're approaching the record for like the the longest into the year before it has snowed um which i guess was set like in the 70s so yeah it's very it's very weird and it's climate change i guess but then also there's other places in the U.S. that have had, like, insane record amounts of snowfall. So it's, yeah, it's all over the place. Well, yeah, it's it's. I mean, I know that's how climate change it's works. Yes. extreme yeah. weather patterns shifting across the globe. But, yeah, no, uh, uh, definitely weird. Definitely weird time to be alive. Uh, lots of bad news. Lots of uh, stressful news. Lots of um, horrible updates. But we do have the, um, what is it, chatty... Chatty effing bullshit uh, to bring you weekly, and Matt, I just Is need to say, quote? I just need to say, um, we have had like a record number of people reach out to say that yeah, they want us to keep the show going. So I don't want to put you mm. on the spot on air, but like I think most people think you're being a huge baby about the time difference, and they feel like you can make it work. So I just want the record to show that I'm game if you are. So if this podcast doesn't. It's all on Matt. So, I mean, I'd like to say that you're the one moving. So no, but that's my you, point. Is mostly, but also, if we are going to be doing this podcast across these like what seventeen time zones that are in between us, <laughs> so you will be doing them at like five o'clock, and I will be the one who's staying up till like two in the morning. Two in the morning because you are it, so dramatic it's three hours it's a three hour time difference right but when it's you're a like hour time but when you're like oh it's honey a was, had difference. to go to soccer practice and rob was called in and now yeah. i have to what, do a thing what's... and i can start at 7 30 <laughs> then that's gonna be so late for me but see what usually happens with us even now is that i'm like can we do during the day and you're like nah so now it will work out perfectly where i can squeeze in a late afternoon recording and it'll still be like it'll be earlier than usual for you. So your excuses don't even stand. So I just want to say to um, Nicole and Jenna and Joseph and Sarah and Char and Kinsey oh and everyone oh, else who's reached out to me. us. Bruno and yeah, JC and, and, and Brittany Justin and, and Maren and Del and Chris and Sarah and, and Katrina <laughs> and, and Hannah. Okay. Uh, and Mare and Ryan. And Anastasia. Um, they're all... We're try. I'm trying my best, okay. And I know I manage you know, our social media. I have so it might got. Be I have reach gotten, Matt, but he's the problem here. 
I've gotten several messages that reek of uh, a burner account of yours <laughs> or somebody's. Um, a lot of copy and paste sort of. Yeah, you know, I here. would I would do that because I am desperate to keep this going, but I don't <laughs> understand how that doesn't prove my point still. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, the time difference, we'll have to wait and see. We'll, you know. Okay. Well, I was hoping to get more... Uh, positive reaction but i guess you're still up in the air i'll have to talk about this offline see how we can negotiate our terms of this uh partnership to convince you to stay on but in the meantime um pop culture news what do you got for me um something that we have talked about previously like a lot like way way back when Mm. um was the Lizzie McGuire reboot. Oh, yes. That was famously back in the very beginning of Disney Plus. They commissioned it. They started shooting it. Then there was some sort of kind of disagreement or they didn't have the same visions for what the project was going to be. So it ended up getting scrapped partway through shooting, I believe. Um, Well, it's just the pilot. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. But anyways, they were shooting. Like they were on set making yeah. TikToks. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there was no show anymore. And I think a lot of that was attributed to the sort of uh, Disney trying to figure out what the vibe of Disney Plus was going to be versus Hulu and how they got these different shows that were going to be on Disney Plus. And then I think sort of decided that they weren't family friendly enough for disney plus so then they moved them around so the whole thing was canceled we haven't really heard anything about it as of late but lizzie not lizzie (laughs) mcguire hillary duff was on watch what happens live this past week and andy cohen asked her about it and she sort of said hey like when we were getting ready to do this, Disney Plus was really young. They were figuring themselves out and that she is now optimistic that the show will be made at some point. Um, I feel like especially, I mean, we've talked about this a, a bit of like Disney Plus now has all of these like Marvel and Star Wars shows that skew older. Um, the D- Disney Plus, ESPN, Hulu situation seems kind of tenuous and at some point like they might all merge together just together it was announced that showtime and paramount plus are combining into an app (sighs) so i think that in some future version of this they're going to go back to the lizzie mcguire show and we are going to get a reboot um which i'm sort of excited for yeah no it would be fun i think it's like uh I would welcome it. I would love it. I think she would obviously have a good tone for it. And I also think How I Met Your Father can't be doing that well. I see the trailers on Instagram. I'm like, ugh, not interested. So I think it'd be a good fit. And I would welcome it. Well, I mean, you've never even seen the Lizzie McGuire movie, though, have you? What? No, I've seen the Lizzie McGuire movie dozens of times. Where did you get this? information from wait what am i thinking about it was on one of your music moments and you ranked it and then you hadn't even seen the movie and i texted you about it and i was like why is this even on your list i there are multiple movies on that list that (gasps) i have not seen there's a (gasps) hundred movies on that list shelby i've seen every single one (laughs) that is not true yes it is you've seen every single one of the hundred movies on that list i'm 
I'm fairly certain none of them stood out as things that I did not know. I mean, did not know is different from haven't seen, you know? Like, there's movies that I know of. I'm, I'm pretty sure, though. I'm, I'm fairly certain. Now I'm trying to think of some of the more. Okay, okay, um, okay. Uh, we can't go through this list of a hundred movies. Okay, okay, but... I know, but I'm looking at your text. Okay, I'm looking at these texts. Okay, no, I don't know. We, uh, I don't yeah. know. Anyways, I one... have watched. What? Oh, you hadn't seen Ella Enchanted, or no? What? what? Ella Enchanted <laughs> wasn't even on the list. Now you're just pulling things out of thin air. <laughs> there was definitely one where you. Yes, there are movies on that list that I have not seen. <laughs> Anyways, my point is, I thought it was Lily McGuire, but it wasn't. It is so not Lily McGuire. I have glad, seen. I'm glad seen to the hear show. that you're a true fan. I've seen the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would. I watched it. the TikToks of the great. reboot of the show. <laughs> I'm excited for it. I think <laughs> what I was gonna say is like they've been rebooting these shows from yeah. our childhood. Yeah. And I feel like in most of them, they like the original star is now a parent and it's sort of like this weird family yeah. show of like Fuller House or Saved by the, the Bell or that 90s show. And I think that Lizzie McGuire is still going to be single. Wasn't that sort of the yeah. vibe? She's like living in New York, which I will be excited to see like an adult. I think it was like she... Show. She was living in New York. She was engaged. And then she got, she broke up and she moved home and was like picking her life up or something. I think that I think was that the she original. was in New York because they were filming in New York. Oh, I mean, unless, I guess. Well, I know, but I think she ends up at home. Mm, interesting. Which I think would be fun. Like, I think that's a, I, I, I think I, it would have been fun. And I think she's right that they were ironing out the kink still. And so now they're definitely probably more open to it again. Um, and why wouldn't they? Because <laughs> these streaming sites, I feel like, are struggling to, one, remain on the top, but two, to continue to get new subscribers. Because at one point, how does, like, growth continue to work when you're, like, it's, like, how many more people can you sign up? How many more people can you convince Right. You're, like, running things? out of viable options. Yeah. I mean, and I, yeah, it, this is HBO's game and everybody else is just second at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but uh, speaking of HBO, Nicole Kidman is doing another limited series. Um, yes, I saw this with Maya for Erskine. The Perfect Nanny, which is a novel, sort of like a thriller, you know, one of those, oh, this is not what this person seems, sort of psychological thriller. Um, it came out in like 2016, huge hit. And the nanny will be played by Pen 15s Maya Erskine. Um, and Nicole Kidman is the the mother, the uh, <laughs> yes, the one hiring the perfect nanny. Um, and, you know, she's had a streak of these uh, limited series with, you know, the f- huge success of the first season of the wow, California liar, Moms. Or no, Big Little. Big, big Little, little lies, lies. Big Lies. The big, then she had The Undoing. And then, then the Undoing. Then she had The Deranged yeah, the nine, nine Perfect Strangers. strangers. <laughs> Iconic behavior. Um, so who knows what accent Welcome she'll have Welcome to this. my spa, yeah. everyone. <laughs> this is so exciting for you to be here. We're going to yeah. be doing special retreats. <laughs> it is exciting. Um, and she's an executive producer. So so will that help or hurt her? Uh <laughs> 
her track Unclear. record on these. I don't know. I don't. I like. I don't understand. I guess she must like doing TV for some yeah. reason. Maybe it's like a long. It's because the shoots are longer, and so you're like in one place for more time or something. Um, where the movies, which you know, you're like somewhere for a month and then you're done. But yeah, it is confusing because it seems like it's a lot more work and like maybe less payoff. And she obviously could be getting movie roles, but I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. I saw this news, yeah, as well, and will be exciting. It, I actually, I probably am not excited to watch this, <laughs> and it sounds like something I probably won't watch. But I'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Yeah, it could um, be good, could be bad. That's I will say joy. I'm more excited for that than this other piece of casting news that came out today, which is that Michael Jackson's nephew will be playing Michael Jackson in an upcoming Michael Jackson biopic hmm. that is set to sh- start shooting within the next year. Um, I, is it I, like, is it a good relationship, nephew? Are they, is it like good vibes or no? I think so. He, so it's Jafar Jackson is the 26 year old singer. He's the son of Jermaine Jackson, who okay. was a member of the Jackson five and Michael Jackson's brother. I have never heard of Jafar Jackson. So I don't know if he has like, a career or what, but he released a tweet that said, I'm humbled and honored to bring my uncle Michael's story to life to all the fans all over the world. I'll see you soon. Um, And so the director of the movie is Antoine Fuqua, who has done a series of mostly like action movies. He's done the equalizer films um, among others, but he most recently did Emancipation, the Will Smith movie mm. that came out this year. Um, and Michael is supposed, so the movie's called Michael, and it's supposed to cover his entire career, and um, where is the quote in here? Uh, there will be set pieces, musical set pieces galore, which I mean, obviously we know because they're going to try to shoehorn as many songs in as possible. But Deadline adds that the film will, quote, deal squarely with the pedophile accusations that oh, dogged yeah. his later careers or later years. So I am a very, like, trepidatious about this movie We've seen lots of these biopics because if you want to use the music, you mostly have to have the family involved. Obviously, since the nephew is in the movie, he is like the family. Michael Jackson's family is involved. So they're obviously not going to make this a movie that's like Michael Jackson's a horrible person. Um, (laughs) But uh, it feels dicey to me. And then also just like his physical transformation, I feel like is so strange and is usually like shied away from, you know, like in Michael, the MJ, the musical on Broadway, you know, it's not like it deals with a very specific period of Michael Jackson's life and doesn't deal with the pedophilia and the like physical body changes um, and like the plastic surgery and stuff. So I I am, I, I feel like that, this will be a very sanitized version of this that yeah. will have all of Michael Jackson's songs in it and will probably do well because, you know, people love Michael Jackson. But I, I am not excited for yeah, this at all. Yeah, it's a very complicated um, topic. And while you'd hope, like, oh, the people who know him best would be the best to tell it, it's also, like, very hard to 
not have that biased lens. So yeah, it seems kind of like, huh? Well, even just like the the statement about like his uncle Michael and the fans yeah. all like all over the world, that is not giving me the energy of like my uncle raped man. children yeah. <laughs> and where I'm going to be talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little – and it is also like, huh. I mean, it's – yeah, <laughs> I guess that's my general feeling is, huh. Uh, it feels like it could be low budgety, but then – No, I think it'll be big budgety. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a big name director or like a, you know, very established director. Yeah. It's true. obviously is going to have all of Michael Jackson's music in it. So I, but, but I mean, like with the Whitney Houston one this year, I think these are having diminishing returns. Like Michael Jackson's obviously a big star, but so is Whitney Houston. And I feel like Whitney Houston is less problematic and I don't think her biopic did that well. So. Well, and they have the Amy Winehouse one that. Oh yeah. Which is getting for all the wrong reasons of backlash already. Horrific shots and stuff it just yeah it all feels sort of exploitative or sanitized and it's just like less and less interesting for these figures that we already know so much about that we have like real content for and then you have something like rocket man compared to bohemian rhapsody and you're like huh like what or then you get something like elvis and and everything feels a little bit like too hard to pull off that it's kind of like not entertaining to sit through three hours of a movie and feel like you didn't learn anything new. Yeah. Well, especially like I think with Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody, maybe like there was a sort of like novelty to the genre a bit where now we've seen it with so many people. It's kind of dull. And also those were people who, I don't know, like I hadn't, didn't necessarily know all of their lives details because I feel like they were popular sort of maybe before a internet tabloid era. But like Michael, but like Michael Jackson, Amy Winehouse already has a documentary out that I've watched. It's like, these are people who I am very intimately aware of their ups and downs of their careers. And a biopic is not going to like really teach me anything new. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean... Who knows? <laughs> I guess we'll see if it ends up on our 2024 uh, preview list. But um, the other news to talk about, <laughs> this is barely news, and this just shows what a quiet week in pop culture it was. But um, Taylor Swift released a new music video um, for Lavender Haze, which we as fans knew was coming because when she released her sort of teaser trailer of all the snippets of the visual pieces she'd done – there were still leftover remnants and those seem to imply Lavender Haze. And so obviously her album has been out a few months. The first few, the first two music videos came out like boom, boom, right after each other in the first week of the release. And they didn't really, there was no reason for her to hold back on this music video, right? And even on Swiftish, my other podcast, I was talking about like, where is this music video? Like what's the... (laughs) was the hold up and it was randomly like middle of the week last week she's like oh I'm releasing this music video tonight and I watched it it was fine it was like you know I don't know if you watched it I doubt it no I didn't watch it (laughs) okay Mm -mm. it was fine it seemed like honestly the music video that I expected Bejeweled to be where it was full of easter eggs 
referring to the album that is the Midnight's album. So it's like there's references to other songs, there's lyrics like built into the scenescape of Midnight's tracks. And so it seemed almost like it was meant to be the first music video. And she even admitted it was the first music video she scripted that she came up with this kind of aesthetic for the era. And so um, it's weird that she didn't release it first, but she decided Antihero, she wanted to be the lead single, which was probably a better song. Um, and so then it's like, so maybe she's just holding on to it because she's like, I don't know what to do with this at this point. Um, there's a lot of like <laughs> pointless Easter eggs now. But what's even more funny and definitely a stretch and probably 100% due to boredom on every single, you know, Swifty's mind is the release around this. <laughs> the random release of this music video happened right after John Mayer announced that he was doing his own tour in 2023 and his tour announcement was basically like oh uh guys i want to do this tour i'll be playing old songs new songs songs you haven't heard yet it's gonna be me it's gonna be us it's gonna be my whole career it's not called eras he didn't say this part but it's called solo so he has he has his his arrow style solo tour and then within an hour of that being announced taylor's like bloop, 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 bloop. Here's our music video. <laughs> and so they think that that so they that think she was like sitting on this or whatever. Yeah, they think it was like, oh, when am I going to release this music video? I don't know. I don't know. I have no motivating reason to release this music video. Blah, blah, blah. I forgot about this music video. And then her ex, who she famously torches, you know, sets a fire in would have, could have, should have on this album. She's like, Hmm, I don't need him. I don't need him, his name in my face. I don't want him getting any press. So I'm going to release this music video right here, right now. And people can talk about that instead of the solo tour of 2023. So, I mean, it works because did you even know John Mayer was going on tour? I mean, no, but would I have known, <laughs> like, I, I, have I ever known John Mayer was going on tour? No. So. So it's, I'm not it's unverified that. if that was the motivating factor, but that There's is no way. That is, you know, the thing that Swifties obsess over is that there's no coincidence in Swifty and I mean, here's the thing. I feel like the uh Yes. I mean, I just feel like knowing how things work in the entertainment industry, yes. like there's a lot of people and a lot of moving pieces. I could maybe see that she knew ahead of time that he was going to release this and then somehow timed it to it. Nah. But I feel like there's no way it was a impulsive, like in the moment decision because there's a lot of different things going on when you release a music video. I don't, it's not just like. I mean, like, she already like had it made. Um, right. They but already just, knew like, that there was like a, I don't know how people figure this out, but there's like placeholders on artists youtube channels for when there's a video forthcoming and it's not like there was a merch line or a single push it was just like this music video people had been expecting so why couldn't it have been last minute matthew because i think you still have to like have like there's just a lot of people involved <laughs> with like the studio and the you know like i mean i don't i I guess, like, maybe she's powerful enough that it's like she had all the rights to the video yeah, and everything. Yeah. And so she 
like was just sitting there and could just like literally hit a button and launch it. <laughs> but I feel like that's well. And to be clear, there unlikely. were like eight hours in between because she announced it in the morning, right after this announcement, and was like, "At midnight, my music video is going to come out." And then at midnight, it came out. But yeah, I feel no, like that's ridiculous. It's a reach. It's a stretch. So he- here's a question that I have. Okay. Because I saw a tweet about this and did really like no extra research. But oh, okay. so the Grammys are coming up. Mm. And I saw this tweet that was like rumors are going around that the Grammys are trying to get like a mega pop star to perform at the Grammys or they're in negotiations with mm-hmm. one um and the and the way that the the you know they had phrased it or whatever they were like we think it basically has to be either Beyonce or Taylor Swift yeah who would be performing because I think it like needed to be a nominee and they're both nominated but like they're really the only ones who are yeah. of that like echelon um so I was then which I forgot that the Grammys were even happening and I don't think I ever looked at these set of nominations. So then I like went and was looking at those um and was like, "Oh, Beyoncé could maybe finally win album of the year this year after she's been snubbed 9 million times." Um but yeah, they haven't annu- they've announced some of the performers but definitely not the full slate. There's only like 8 or so that have are listed. Um and so then I was like, well, maybe somehow or another the music video release has to do with some sort of Grammys performance that Taylor mm. Swift is is putting together. I don't know if there's any whisperings of that going on in the Swiftish community, but I, don't I was like, so. if she was performing at the Grammys and did have some kind of like Lavender Haze and she was going to perform that song, then she would theoretically ha- want to have the music video released ahead of time but i don't know well so harry styles is performing was he was he potentially the pop star they wanted i mean maybe but i don't the way that i mean again like i'm going off of a tweet or whatever yeah, but they yeah. were saying that it was like a like big huge, big 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 star. big star which yeah. i think taylor swift is or i mean i think well, harry and Beyonce styles hasn't too, attended no. in a few years right so that'd be an even bigger get right no i think that neither of them have really like done a big Grammys performance in a bit. Oh, Taylor Swift did like in 2021 or whatever when she was up for folklore. Oh, was that the one where she was in the house? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I would welcome Taylor. I I actually had a whole dream. I went to her um, Eras tour and it was disappointing. So (laughs) can you imagine? There's only eight performers listed right now. And I feel like usually there's a lot more than that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I feel I mean, like I guess it could be Adele too cuz she's nominated. Yeah, and I she said she's attending, but yeah, that's coming up next week, I guess. This weekend. Um yeah. which is crazy cuz I have no interest in watching it, but um it would be cool if they got Beyoncé cuz she's really been opposed to them. Uh, but that would just prove that she's um you know, she's willing to go anywhere for uh good paycheck and a promise of award you know so um i saw i saw a tweet that i thought was funny that was like you guys are all coming to beyonce for going to um where was it that we determined that she went to dubai 
Dubai, and that they were, they were like, she's going there for $35 million, and none of you guys can have somehow have managed to give up that Chick-fil-A sandwich, which I was like, mm, fair enough. Um, I have given up the Chick-fil-A sandwich yeah, I mean, for multiple same, ha- reasons. So have I, but I'm saying that there's, I know lots of people who are like, well, but the sandwich is so good. I oh, yeah. <laughs> It wasn't the Chick-fil-A, it was the owner. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, should we do... There's a lot of gay it? people who do who work, work at the cash register, so we got to support them. Everybody needs a job these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, yeah, that's the extent of all of my uh, pop culture. Yeah, I've got really nothing else. Okay. Uh, love it or hate it? Yes. Okay. Um, I watched You People, which is the Eddie Murphy, Jonah Hill. Oh, yeah. I wanted Netflix. to watch that, but it, I haven't yet. Is it good? It was fine. It was like, okay. it it was about exactly what you expected. It's uh, directed by um, the Kenya Barris, who did Blackish. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was co-written by him and Jonah Hill. So it's basically like Meet the Parents, but it's a black family and a Jewish family, and they are instantly at odds, and it's sort of like, I don't know. It it, it was, there were definitely some fun elements. It's, Eddie Murphy's playing it really straight. He's very serious. He's not, he's never the one to get the laughs. I mean, he does because he's funny against these other people, but it wasn't exactly the energy I'm expecting or used to, and and I feel like in the end, it kind of <laughs> it didn't know how to get to the conclusion it wanted. Uh, mm. But it was like good. It wasn't miserable and it wasn't painful. I think it had some interesting conversations and like angles on this sort of um, oppression Olympics the two families get into. And um, uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus is really good as this sort of overbearing, constantly um, putting her foot in her mouth, uh, kind of subtly racist (laughs) Jewish mom. And honestly, Jonah Hill was bearable in it, which is, you know, the real struggle for him. And I can see the complaints about it. I think Kenya Barris has a pretty uh, strong reputation at this point for being a little bit (laughs) I don't know unbearable um kind of over the top preachy and not necessarily as nuanced as maybe the conversation he wants to have and it definitely feels like a movie that's maybe palatable for white people in some ways um so it wasn't like hard-hitting in many ways but there was also this funny storyline where Jonah Hill's character wants to quit being a stockbroker to run a podcast, um, which was a funny stick, but ultimately ends with him being so successful that Matthew, he goes, he, it like shows his success by having a studio inside like a, like a live like recording, like Imagine the morning show, like any sort of TV studio. That's oh, where so they it's record like Oprah their podcast, or whatever. But it's a podcast, <laughs> yeah. And it's just like the two of them at a desk with these lights on them, but then this dark room around them, and there's like a whole staff watching them. And it's like, why? Why would this be like this at all? But I think it's just also now that you say that, like, I am surprised that there aren't podcasts that have like a live studio audience. 
Well, it doesn't even have a live studio audience. It was just oh. an empty studio. It was just oh. a huge studio set with okay, just yeah, two no, people that at makes a desk. No okay, yeah, no. Okay, no, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's just because people needed a clue of, oh, this is hugely successful, but how do you show that with a podcast? And so right. they're like, bring in an empty set. Because <laughs> I'm like, I mean, like, watch what happens live is like, like could yeah, be yeah. a podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, but it was even bigger than that. Wow. The thing that I am most, like, interested, concerned, confused by of this movie is that I feel like Netflix did so little press about it. Mm. Like, I mean, I saw a lot I, about I'm, it, but I guess I don't know what would be normal. Yeah, I don't – I feel like these Netflix movies – maybe I'm just, like, on the wrong side of things, but I feel like there's – like, there are movies that I see – like not necessarily trailers for because I'm not even going to like right watch but like the like I'm trying like what like um like what's coming out Emily like, the uh, criminal didn't get oh any press. like like knock at the cabin or whatever oh, yeah. I'm like that movie I feel like I've seen it nine hundred million advertisements for um. And I know what it's about, and I know who's in it, and I've seen the stars, you know, on different things. And I'm like, if you have a movie that has Eddie Murphy and Julia Louis-Dreyfus in it, like, that's a big (laughs) deal for a comedy. Like, that's a very good cast. And the fact that this wasn't, like, plastered all over everything, I feel like, to me, again, speaks to Netflix not being good at marketing what they do have. They have too much. They don't even know how to spend the time guessing what people will watch or guiding people to it they're just like monsters throwing things around yeah um my love it or hate it is a bit odd i went to a monster truck rally this weekend no you were supposed Uh, to talk about puss in boots oh i did see puss in boots didn't you already (laughs) talk about this at some point but no, I want to talk but... about the monster truck okay, rally. Okay, talk about the monster We'll talk truck about Puss in Boots. <laughs> we'll, we'll be talking about Puss in Boots on the Thursday episode because we're talking about the Oscar nominees. Oh, okay. And that got nominated. Okay, perfect. Okay. I want to talk about this monster <laughs> truck rally because okay. I have never been to a monster truck I feel like people need to be informed about this. Right. Yeah, no. Um, this is important missionary work. Because, like, I did not... Growing up, I, like, knew of monster trucks, you know? Like, I knew, like, Gravedigger and these various things. And I feel like a lot of kids in my school in, like, rural Michigan had monster truck toys or maybe had been to the monster truck uh, rally, which is called Monster Jam. Um, But, like, I... I knew like tangentially of it, but it, it never like wanted to go necessarily to a point that my parents would have taken me. Right. Um, and so I don't know. It was just one of those things that like, you know about monster trucks, but I had like no engagement with the monster truck world. So then my friend, like a month ago, texted me and was like, Hey, there's a monster truck rally in New Jersey in like a month. Do you want to go? And I was like, <laughs> That sounds like an interesting experience, but also I bet these tickets are like $80 and there's no way I'm spending that much to go to the monster truck rally. The tickets were like 20 bucks. It was laughably cheap. And so I thought, okay, like there, I have no good reason not to go to this monster truck rally. So we went and it was like a good time and very like family friendly. Somehow or another, I thought it was going to be much more like, uh, 
I don't like redneck wrestling or- like yeah <laughs> like a lot of like drunk yeah. like six like 50 year old men or whatever but no it's it's very family oriented I would say like a third of the audience was kids the you know monster trucks are doing their things but the drivers are all seem like very nice people the it's all like commentated by at least the one I saw by like two women who were do like running the whole thing and explaining everything to everybody. And so there's eight trucks and they each compete in these various different events. And it's fun because so like one of them is a race. So that like is determined by who's faster, but the, all of the rest of the stuff is judged by like audience score. So you have this, so you get this app on your phone and then every truck, you know, has its run of the, in a wheelie competition or it's doing donuts or whatever and then you get to judge it and then they're judged based on that so there's like this fun interactive element to it as well and it was like two hours it was not expensive it was a good time and (laughs) like am i desperate to go to another one like not necessarily but i would say like if it's coming to your town and it's coming to like every town, <laughs> you might as well go because it was a fun evening and it wasn't expensive. Well, you you um, influenced Rob, my husband, to take Penny. So yes, I saw that. Which she it. might be a little young for it, but yes, she had a good time. I mean, they didn't get to stay the whole time, and it was sort of a last minute choice. But and it sounds like it ran a little differently than yours. I don't know if they had the same sort of audience participation. But um, she's still very excited by the highlights and um, talks about the trucks going. So uh, really educational um, opportunity for her. So thank you. Yeah, I was sort of confused as to how much of the stuff was like scripted versus how much was like act like like an actual competition. Yeah, because some of the trucks were like definitely doing way better than others and had like more of a like like one truck literally like crashed every single time that it ran and i was like is it supposed like <laughs> like be better is this is this a miss like is this man a mistake <laughs> or is this one of those things where it's like okay well, like the audience obviously wants to see somebody crash so like yeah. you're on crash duty tonight yeah um but yeah, i'm sure netflix a- will come out with a you know, a dramedy about uh monster truck races and you'll get a better sense of it like glow yeah, I mean, unless they don't publicize yeah. it, and then I won't know. <laughs> It'll be there for a season, and then get canceled after they finish filming season two. <laughs> after they bring in the gay monster truck driver. Yeah. <laughs> who is me. Um, well, yeah, it was a good time. I would recommend, if you have kids, like, if you want to be, like, a cool aunt or uncle mm, or whatever, mm-hmm. I feel like getting your nephew or niece um, monster truck tickets is a vibe. Don't forget um, headphones, because it's very loud. Yeah, yeah, definitely if you're close, like if you're on the lower <laughs> level. We were like way up in the nosebleed, so it wasn't terrible, but yeah, no, agreed. Um, okay, well, we'll be talking about the Oscar nominations on Thursday's episode. Do you have anything else before we leave the lovely people with this Tuesday pop culture roundup? Oh, no, that's it. Okay, well, we'll be back on Thursday to talk about Puss in Boots, among the other <laughs> movies that got nominated. And I'm sure Shelby will have lots of hot takes as to who should or shouldn't and who's going to be watching and all such things. Um, So we'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye.